Welcome to the Venture Church Podcast of Venture Church in South Mississippi. Find out more about us at VentureChurch.org. I want to welcome all of you at all of our campuses and all of you that are worshiping online. And today is a special day because we have Pastor Marcus Cathy, the founding pastor of West Point Church in Hattiesburg, that's uh, our friend and our guest today. And uh, Pastor Kathy, tell them a little bit about you because I know you're married and you have a family, you have a beautiful family. Give us a little background on you and Absolutely. so that people can Absolutely. know you. Jeff, first let me say how much I appreciate you inviting me to be, to be a part of this and Venture Church. It's good to be with you um, this morning. I am married to Marnesha Kathy and we have um, three children. Uh, my oldest, Josh, um, is out on his own, married, and have one grandbaby. We have two at the house. Well, one is in college. My, my daughter, Madison, is, a, is at Jackson State University, and Mason is, is at the high school. And um, we've been in Hattiesburg since we were in college. And so we, wow. we moved to Hattiesburg to go to college and, and never left. And, and uh, we love it, made it home. And, and this is where we are. And West Point is blowing and going, done great things. Oh, absolutely, our absolutely. And 22 years old um, this year, this year, May, will be 22 years old. And, and I so, got to uh, be with you on the 20th. Absolutely, you and, sure uh, did. It was just a great sure weekend did. to be with your people. Yeah. And this is an amazing weekend because it's Martin Luther King Jr. weekend. Yeah. And I want to ask you your thoughts on all the good things that have happened because of his life and legacy, and maybe some things that we still need to work on as the people of God moving forward. Yeah, well, well Jeff, I'm, I'm always um, reflective during this time. When we get to Martin Luther King um, holiday, um, it's an opportunity for us to, um, to reflect and remember um, a legend, uh, one of our American heroes. So give us an opportunity to just um, to remember him, um, to pay homage to um, all the great things that he added to our country. Uh, but it's also an opportunity for us to reevaluate. And um, since, um, since Dr. King, um, there, there has been some progression. Um, the doors of opportunity um, have opened up in a, in a lot of instances. Um, but from my vantage point, there's still a lot of work to be done. Right. There's still a lot of work to be, be done. Um, our, um, our country is still um, um, racially divided. divided. We saw that yeah. in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, politically polarized. Uh, so there's, there's a whole lot of work to be, to be done. Mm-hmm. Well, we're in a series called Reset, and one of the main reasons that I wanted to have you today is to kind of say to our people, it's time for the church to reset. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's time for us to look at each other through the lens of, of Jesus. And to do that, we're kind of reading through uh, the Gospel of John for the month of January. And today's passage is on the Last Supper gotcha. out of John chapter 13. So I wonder if you'd read it for us, sure. and then we're going to talk about that and how that uh, kind of falls into the whole category of resetting the way we love each other and the way we serve each other as the body of Christ. Sure. John 13, um, I guess we'll read verses 1 through 17. Yes, sir. All righty. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and to go to the Father. 
having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew what the Father had put all things, that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you should never wash my feet, Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean and you are clean, though not every one of you, for he knew who was going to betray him. And that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked him. You call me teacher and Lord and rightly so, for that is what I am. Not that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I've done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Brother, I love it when you read. Like, uh. There's something about you reading your cadence. Uh, now, I was reading this passage thinking about our conversation today, and I, it made me look at this differently than I've ever looked at this passage before. And okay. I know you've preached on this a lot. I've preached on it a lot. But for some reason, and this is the question, for some reason, Jesus chose 12 very diverse people. Now, I got to think about all the, you know, all the people he could have chosen. Uh, he's got Peter and Andrew and James and John who are competitors. You know, he's got Matthew that is a tax collector working for the Roman government. Uh, he's got Simon the Zealot. Yeah who was trying to overthrow the government. And then on top of that, he's got Judas. Right, right. Who was a traitor and an embezzler. And, and this is the point that got me that I'm, that I'm coming to with regard to relationships with people who may be diverse from me or you, is that Jesus still washed their feet. Absolutely. I mean, he still served them. He, he still loved them. And, you know, I got to thinking through that, man, like, like Jesus is showing us something that we need to grab a hold of as God's people, whether you're black, white, brown, that God has called us to serve one another and to love each other because he said, hey, hey, I'm, I'm God. Right. And, and I'm serving. I'm sure I didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give my life for you. And these people, man, they rent from him. Right. When Peter talking big, he's going to deny Jesus. Right, right. To a 13-year-old girl. Right. 
And so like, when you think through that with regard to the body of Christ, most segregated hour mm -hmm. of the week is on Sunday at 11. Yeah, yeah. How, how do we kind of pull that back into, in the middle of all the politics and all the rhetoric, the fact that, hey, we love each other. We're to serve one another. We don't have to agree on everything to care about each other. Yeah. How can we put that together, man? Yeah, I, Jeff, the, um, <clears throat> of course, you understand the context. Uh, disciples were jockeying for position. Oh, oh, <laughs> um, they, so things right. did not change. <laughs> right. <laughs> A political kingdom. Right, right. Okay. They want to know who would, be the, who would be the greatest. Jesus is preparing to... Um, to, to leave off the scene. They want to know who's going to be chief, who's going to be head in, in, in charge. Uh, but the thing that jumped out to me in relation to what you, what you mentioned is that they all had dirty feet. Mm. And if we can wrap our minds, they were, they were all diverse as you, as you brought, but at the end of the day, they all had dirty feet and all were in, were in need. And they were all broken. Absolutely. You know, it, it, uh, the thing that I jumped on here reading this passage too was the Good Samaritan. When Jesus had a chance to show what love looked like, loving your neighbor, he chose a man that was racially mixed. Right, right. And, and paraded through the story a priest and a Levite mm. and all the people that you would think, hey, these men, they got, they got it right. right. He says, no, 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 no. It's about you understanding. It's not about where you are and what you're doing. It's right. about your heart right. to serve and love people that you may not necessarily like all the time. Gotcha. And I think it shocked people that gotcha. Jesus was saying, he kept saying to them, hey, man, it's not about their race. It's not about where they're from. It's about you understanding I've, I love them mm -hmm. and that we've never met anybody. Right that Jesus didn't love and Jesus didn't die for. Right. So, so love, I'm finding, is a verb. You know, yeah, it's not just an adjective. Absolutely. I love absolutely. pizza. I know I can tell that. <laughs> but it's not, it's not just how I feel. It's something that we do. And sometimes we kind of have to work at that. Yeah. 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 I, I, I keep wanting to push that, push that point, um, even when you address the, uh, the Good Samaritan, that when we follow the example of Jesus, um, I think the first thing is we have to see the opportunity mm. um, and seize the opportunity. But I think we fail to do that if we don't realize that we all have dirty feet, um, that, well, that I'm mean. not without flaws. I'm, I'm not in a position of perfection and, and, and I'm serving, but, but also I need, I'm, I'm, I'm in need. And, and following Jesus' example um, I think that that helps me. Well, in, in the, the phrase that I kind of grabbed a hold of when I was reading this is that love is a verb, yeah. is giving people what they need, not what they deserve. Absolutely. And there are a lot of people you and I both come in contact with mm -hmm. that are polarizing people. Gotcha. And God's called us not necessarily to set them straight. Gotcha but to love them and to serve them. I don't know about you, but you're, that's hard for me yeah. sometimes. Yeah. I know your people are probably great. <laughs> okay. My people are great too, but other churches, I know they struggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do we, how do we learn to make the most of those moments to see a need and to meet a need? How do we do that in a community that is diverse 
and somewhat polarized? Yeah, well, that's a tough question. When, when Jesus, when Jesus says in the same passage uh, later on, he says, I, "I give you a new commandment." He tells them to love one another. Um, um, that love is agape love, and and that agape love, the God kind of love, is a love that's deeper than our emotions. It's deeper than our feelings. It's deeper than our our preference. And what's easy is for us to rally around people who think like us, who mm. go to the same places mm. uh, that we go. Uh, but the love that Jesus talked about is when we stretch ourselves. Mm. Is me expressing and meeting a need of a person that may think differently than I, that, that I think or don't go to the same places that I, that, that I go to. So it's a, it's a stretching um, that's, that's necessary. So we have to, we have to put ourselves in positions to be around people that we might not normally be absolutely. around. Absolutely, absolutely. Or you to, don't see the need. Yeah, or if, if you're not close enough, absolutely. You, you live in a bubble. Absolutely. It's possible to, to live in our country and, and totally be oblivious to, to all the real things that are happen, happening. Mm. It's possible to, to have blinders, to have blind spots. So if we don't stretch ourselves, if we don't step out of our norms so that we can see those opportunities and seize the opportunity to love, to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And that's not just in the world. That's in Hasburg. Oh, absolutely. In Stone County. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and the coast and all those different places. Absolutely. That if we're not careful, we can put, get on a track that we never, we never connect. Yes. Yes. And, you know, one of the things, and I know this gets a little, uh, it makes people a little nervous to talk about it, but you think it's possible that we all have a blind spot about being prejudiced that we don't really know is there? Mm. Because I think most people I talk to, uh, most white people I talk to say, well, I'm not prejudiced. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. But is it possible that maybe there's something down in there that we're just not aware of mm -hmm. because that button's never really been pushed. Right, right. And those tapes keep running because nothing has stopped those tapes to make us really think. Right. Uh, I was in a um, hotel in Birmingham last year, year and a half ago, and uh, I've never told this story before. Okay. So welcome <laughs> okay. to my world. And um, I was in the, I was a, this hotel, it was a buffet, because you know, I, I was trying to buffet my body. Like, like okay, I'll stop. I'm sorry, man, that's bad. And so anyway, I was sitting there, I was, I was uh, eating, and I saw this little girl, and there was a lot of people in there. I mean, it was, it was, it was uh, packed. And um, this little girl, she was a college girl, and she went over to this black gentleman who was older, and she said, hey, do you have any creamer? And he said, uh, I don't know, I, I don't work here. And I could tell in that moment, like th there was this moment where the tape stopped. Wow. And I saw, I was reading her facial expressions wow. and she was thinking, I thought because he was a, an older black guy, he must be working here in this nice restaurant. Mm. And I think it was that moment I saw in her mind, the tapes stopped right, right. and she had to, she had to consider something was down in her that she didn't know was there. Right. You think that's still happening? Even, oh, absolutely. Even absolutely. in, uh, 
we've changed the flag and we're doing some great things. We're moving forward. But do you think there's some work to do? Yeah. And most of us don't want to be uncomfortable. Uh, we, we don't want to, um, we won't intentionally do anything to hurt somebody. And so we say that we're not prejudiced or we don't have, we don't have um, biases, uh, but we do everything to keep our, um, our lifestyles, to keep everything comfortable, even when um, it's a negative effect on somebody else. It becomes a blind spot, become a blind spot. So you're us. saying if we live at a certain place and go to a certain place, like back and forth, it's easy to miss everything else Absolutely. that's going on around us. Absolutely. And we kind of get on a track that's most comfortable for us. Absolutely. Well, I think you and I have been called to be instruments to begin to change some of that. Okay. And because we do make an effort to see each other as much as we can yeah, as yeah. preachers. I see you more than any other preacher. I know I've been in your church, you in my church, God's church that we serve. And I, I think God's calling us as a people this year in uh, 2021 to reset mm -hmm. uh, maybe our schedule, maybe the way we look at things and the places we go to be more intentional, to find out what's really going on inside of us. So can I put you on the spot in front of thousands of people? Okay. If you could say some things to white people, what would, what would you say? Like, you know, to help people like me mm -hmm. that don't know what it's like to be black, that don't have a son that, is black and, you know, having a family. And what are some pressures that he faces, that you face, that I've just never had to face? Well, because, I mean, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think anybody ever stops to ask that question. Yeah, yeah. I, I, would, I would, first of all, let, let me express appreciation to you. Um, be because in our relationship, you've been very intentional, um, particularly when, when things happen around our state and around our country. Um, you're careful to give me a call and to ask my perspective, to ask how does this affect you? Um, is there anything you want to share with me? Do I have any blind spots? And so I, I appreciate, appreciate that. And I would say um, to, to the larger community um, that that, that there's a world outside of us, there's a world outside of you. And even if you don't see it, take my word for it, that there are hurting people. There are uh, black people in our country, in our state, in our city who are, who are hurting. And oftentimes it's um, necessary that you step outside of your world to see and to seize those opportunities to express the love of Jesus Christ. Second thing I would tell, um, um, particularly people who, who, um, who are more conscious, to, um, that it would be extremely helpful um, for you to speak up. Um, don't not be silent. To, don't be silent. Don't be silent. It's easy to do. And that is so hurting. It is so hurting um, for, you know, I'm a pastor, a local pastor, and have several relationships with people of different, a different color. Um, 
Um, but I'm always struck in my heart when that silence go. When, you know, I want to hear you say something. I want to hear you call this, call this wrong. And so any person of influence and goodwill and a Christian that loved Jesus and, and want to be helpful to the, to the black community, I, I would say um, um, call a spade a spade. Mm. Um, speak up when you have, when you have opportunity. Um, um, that, would, that would be extremely helpful. So, so all it takes, someone said, is for evil to run rampant is for good people to do nothing. Absolutely. And so it's not enough just to say, I'm not racist. Right. It's not enough to say, I didn't climb on the Capitol building. Right, right. It, it's, it's, we, we've got to be more intentional. Yeah. And like Jesus was willing, who desired to wash dirty feet. Absolutely. All 12 mm-hmm. pairs. Yeah. Yeah. Even when he knew everything was going to happen. Absolutely. They didn't have to be right and agree with him. Right. He knew that he, he tried to talk Peter into the fact that, hey, you need to accept that you're going to deny me. Right, right. Because it's not going to happen. Still washed his feet. He washed Judas's feet. Absolutely. I don't he betrayed him. Right. I'm not that good. I would have slapped <laughs> Judas. I'm sorry. I'm not taking out the tape, but I would not have washed his feet. Well. And, but, but the love of Christ constrains us and compels us to find a way to get involved Absolutely. in people's lives Absolutely. that are different from us. Absolutely. Well, let me ask you this, uh, because I think it would be helpful for all of our people, because they're all going to be watching this, you know. What, 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 do you say, what do you say to black people? What do you say to your congregation? What do you tell them about... Uh, about how to begin, because you know, there's got to be hurt and bitterness and disappointment yeah. that's hard to climb over. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of white folks got dirty feet, yeah. all of them. Yeah, absolutely. So how absolutely. does that? How does all that? How do you put that together? Yeah. Like, so I can. And I pretty much say the same thing that to a, to a black person, to an African American, um, um, all white people are not bad people, hmm. and. Um, and I think it takes intentionality on our part. It takes us opening up and having conversations as, as well, um, allowing, allowing people to peep into our experiences, mm. but also to peep into the experiences of, of, um, of, of others. Because once I know your story, and that, that's what I think happens a lot of times, we don't know each other's story. Uh, we know the shell, we know the, the outward appearance, um, but getting behind uh, pastor and getting to know you mm-hmm. and forming relationships with people that are, that are, that are different, different from you. Um, and so I would, I would challenge black people as, as well to, um, to open up and to, to, extend, to extend yourself. You know, one of the things that I hope from this, one of the ways we can build a bridge is it's a question I had with regard to for white people. Um, have you ever had a black family for dinner in right. your home? Right. I mean, that, that, that's, that's kind of a, a bottom line kind of question. You know, right. I'm not prejudiced. I don't, I, you know, I love everybody. Right. They're all, you know, but have you, have you ever had, have you invited a black family to come over to your house and have right. dinner and sit in your den have a conversation. Right, right. Staff and I laugh um, all the time because they'll come and tell me somebody who said that we're good friends. 
Yeah. And uh, particularly somebody that's a different race than me. Yeah. And and so you call me friend, but but we. <laughs> I don't know where you live. Right. We don't know where you, where I live. Yeah. You've never been to my house. I've never been 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 to your house. And so um, that that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. That we would extend ourselves and 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 get to know each other's story, which takes more takes more time. Yeah. Um, it takes more intentionality. Well, and that's what we've done for each other. You invited me into your house, yeah. your church, mm-hmm. and entrusted to me. Uh, it's probably the most pressure I've ever felt preaching. It was <laughs> you the, did great. You well, did great. I, I, first of all, the music, the, the song before I got up mm-hmm. was, I, I was worn out in a good way, like wrung out by the Spirit <laughs> of God. Yeah. And then I know they get to hear you every week. And people have asked me, you know, why didn't Marcus come to preach? Because you show me up, bro. Oh, come on, Jeff. You know that's right. <laughs> and, uh, and so, so but, but you invited me to your house of worship. I've invited you to our house of worship. And, and I feel like we're kind of given, you know, like an example that you call me. I don't know if you remember this, but you, when you called me, you said, hey, what's it take to get you to come over and preach for me? And I said, an invitation. Right. You remember that? I said, just an invitation. And so maybe rolling out of here, we can say to people, I know you all that in a bag of chips, but if you mean what you say, then be intentional. Absolutely. Invite someone into your home that you would never see Absolutely. any other time. You don't live in the same neighborhood. You don't go to the same school. You know, whatever it is. But you go out of your way to say, hey... I want you to come to my house for dinner. Mm-hmm. I want you to come watch a ball game. I want you to come hang out. Because I'm going to tell you something. When you get to know people, all of a sudden it becomes very personal to you. And you're not as quick to put something on right, Facebook. Right, right. On the book of faces. Right. When you realize these people are great people. Yeah. And you're friends. Yeah. Jesus said, hey, I call you. Right. I call you friends. He was God, man. Right. Right. So, and it, it, I think when you are intentional in developing a relationship, it helps, it helps to bring into focus things that are happening on a global or national scale. Um, and when we make comments or we take positions, when we have relationships, um, I could put your face there. You could put my face right. there and see how, how it affects. Or if I say this, this hurts my friend. Mm-hmm. If I think this way, it damages my friend because we have, we have relationship. Well, I'm gonna say this because we're out of time. I, I love you and I respect you. And today I wanna honor you and pray that God will use this, break this and disseminate it into people's lives that are hearing this. So let me pray. Father, give us grace, give us mercy, give us your blessing to pull together as the people of God, amen. Thank you for joining us for the Venture Church Podcast. To find a campus near you, check out VentureChurch.org.